Well, what's up, church? Pastor Nick here. I am so excited that you joined us for a worship experience today. If you are with us for the first time, we want to say welcome. We're so excited that you chose to be here today. And at some point during the worship experience, be sure to fill out an online connect card. It's our way of connecting with you to know that you're here. We're not going to show up at your door or anything weird like that. I just want to send you something that says thanks for joining us for a worship experience here today. If you do call for Church home. This is a great time to hit that share button because we are in week three of a message series called Powerful Prayers. This is going to be wrapping up our 21 days of prayer, but we're continuing this series for two more weeks. And the biggest reason is because we shouldn't just pray twice a year for 21 days. Prayer should not be something that we do a few times a year. It shouldn't just be something that we do as a part of our life. Prayer should be a part of who we are. Prayer should be as natural as picking up our phone and checking Instagram or Facebook. And so we want to keep talking about some powerful prayers that we can pray. If you've missed any of the messages in this series, be sure to check out our YouTube channel where you can find all of those. And last week, just as a little side note, I mentioned hearing God and that prayer is a two-way conversation between you and God. And after kind of talking about hearing God a little bit, my inbox got flooded with questions about how do I hear from God? How do I know it's God? When is God speaking? How does God speak? So I wanted to take a second, and this wasn't a planned conversation today, but just to say, hey, let's talk about how to hear God. So if you're taking notes today, this is going to be the prayer of hearing God. How do you know God is speaking? Because I think what most of us would say is that we want to hear God speak. We believe even in 2020 that God has a lot to say. Scripture tells us that his word is living, breathing, that it's alive. And I believe that God wants to speak to us in the here and now. God has a lot to say about the condition of our world. God has a lot to say about COVID. God has a lot to say about the 2020 election and even more. God wants to speak to you and he wants to speak to me. So let's dive in. If you've got a Bible, go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 3, beginning in verse 3. And we're going to read the story about a young man named Samuel today as we learn how to hear from God. This is what it says, 1 Samuel 3, 3. It says, The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lay down. So he went and laid down. Now, the interesting thing is, parents, you understand this story so well, right? Your kids go to bed at night and they're laying there for just a couple of minutes. And as they get still and they start to lay down, for some reason they come running to you and, and they need something or fi- they haven't drank water all day, but now all of a sudden they need some water right when it's bedtime. And, and Eli just looks at Samuel and he's like, dude, I didn't call you. Go back to your room. Go to sleep. Go lay down. But what I think is really interesting is that it wasn't until Samuel laid down that the Lord began to speak. If you want to hear from God, the first thing you need to do, number one, is this. Be still. Be still. 
There is so much power in those two words. Because for Samuel, God didn't start speaking until he got still. As Samuel lays down, God begins to speak. And I think the number one reason why many of us don't hear from God is that we never get still enough to hear him. We never slow down enough. We never hit the pause button. Do you know that while you and I feel like we're so busy and never have enough time for things, you have all the time you need to do everything that God has called you to do. All of us have the same 24 hours. But one of the things that God strategically built into the system and the rhythm of creation is this thing called rest. It's where you and I slow down because it's in the slowness, it's in the stillness that we actually get to hear from God. What most of us do is we jump out of bed in the morning, we gulp down some coffee. Come on, where are my coffee drinkers at? If you're a coffee drinker, drop in the comment section how many cups of coffee you drink a day so that we know how to pray for you, right? I mean, some of you are at the place in your life where if you haven't had your coffee in the morning, you better not talk to you, right? Because you're going to be frustrated. I don't know, you know, we've got hangry. That's the term when you're hungry and angry. What is the term? Come on, help me in the comments section. What is the term for when you're angry but haven't had coffee yet? So you gulp down some coffee in the morning. You hurry to work. You work as hard and as fast as you can during the day. Then you rush home to grab some food before one of your 17 kids has a, a sports practice or they have to be somewhere or you have to take them somewhere because most of you have a second-time job as a chauffeur. You just didn't know it and you don't really get paid for it. Then you eat dinner as quickly as you can so you can get to that evening appointment. And then you're off to bed so that you can get a few hours of sleep and then wake up in the morning and gulp down some coffee and rush to work and do this thing over and over and over again. And all throughout the day, God was speaking to you and he was speaking to me, but because we were so busy, we never even noticed. It was once said that a pastor would pray this prayer um, to slow down. This is what it says. Slow me down, Lord. Slow me down. Ease the pounding of my heart by the quieting of my mind. Steady my hurried pace with a vision of the eternal reaches of time. Slow me down, Lord. Break the tension of my nerves and muscles with the soothing music and the singing streams. Help me to know the magic of restoring of the restoring power of sleep and faith in you. Slow me down, Lord. Remind me each day that the race is not always to the swift that there is more to life than increasing in speed. Slow me down, Lord. Amen. I think for a lot of us, we need a prayer like that because we are fast-paced and we are running, and the pace that we're running at is removing our ability to hear from God. Look at what Psalm 46.10 says. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes in the fast-paced nature of our life, we get so focused on our situation or our circumstance or the things that are going on around us, that we forget that God is still in control, that he's still powerful, that he still wants to speak to us. 
God has never been more relevant than right now. God is active and working in our lives. He wants to speak to you, but are you hearing from him? Uh, my first car was a uh, 1994 Honda Accord. Now, for some of you, you're thinking, that is a lot newer than the car I started with, right? <laughs> but a 1994 Honda Accord, it was white, it was great, got in it. It had one of those old radios in it, and, and the radio had the dial knob. So some, I don't think we had a search button back then, right? We just had the dial knob, and you had to, you had to turn this knob because there was a radio station frequency. Say it was 95.1, and you were at 93.7. Well, you had to tune that dial in, and the closer you got to the station, the more clarity you would have to be able to hear what was being said. Hearing from God works a lot like that. It's not that God isn't speaking, right? It would be, it would be arrogant for me to think that nothing is playing on the radio unless I'm listening to it. No, there's something going consistently. But unless I'm tuned into the frequency, I'm never going to be able to hear it. And getting still before God, slowing down, is allowing your heart and your mind to tune in, to fine-tune your ability to hear from Him. So let me ask you, when's the last time you got still? When's the last time you slowed down for long enough to hear from God, because God is speaking, but many of us just aren't dialed in to the frequency in which he's communicating through. Let's keep reading. First Samuel chapter 3, verse 8. It says, a third time. So, so what's going on is Samuel has gotten up a second time, and he ran to Eli, and he said, here I am. And Eli said, I didn't call you. And so then Eli sends him back to bed. And now a third time, uh, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and he went to Eli, and Eli and, and said, "Here I am, you called me." Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, "Hey, go and lay down. If he calls you, say, "Speak, Lord, your servant is listening." So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Second thing I've got for you today. And so you got to stop running to the wrong voices. Stop running to the wrong voices. When God begins to speak as Samuel got still, the first thing he did is he ran to Eli. And the second thing he did is run to Eli. The third thing he did was run to Eli. And Eli wasn't the voice that was calling out to Samuel at all. Thankfully, Eli is a great leader and a great mentor in Samuel's life, and he pushes him toward God. But I think for many of us, we tend to run to the wrong voices in life when God begins to speak. We really want to hear from God, but in moments of uncertainty, we run in all the other directions other than to God to get clarity on what he's saying. When God is speaking, we've got to quit running to the wrong voices. So you may be asking, how does God speak? Let me get really practical with you for a couple of minutes. The first way that God speaks is through his word. If you've been with us for a long period of time or a short period of time, you know that as a pastor and a leader, I am passionate about helping you fall in love with God's word. 
The primary reason is because you don't need a great relationship with a pastor as much as you need a great relationship with Jesus. And the way that we grow in our relationship with Jesus primarily is through the reading of Scripture because Jesus is the Word. He's the living Word. Everything that's contained inside of Scripture is manifested through the person of Jesus. So we look to Jesus. We long to live like Jesus, and the way we learn how to do that is through reading Scripture. I want you to fall in love with God's Word because God primarily speaks to you and I through His Word. He directs us. He guides us. But let me just challenge you. If you're reading Scripture and the only thing you ever read are things that align with the way you currently live, you may not be reading Scripture through the lens in which God intended it. Because one of the primary components of Scripture as well is to correct the way we currently live and call us into holiness. God never designed you and I to be as happy as we are holy. And sometimes our holiness conflicts with our happiness because in the moment we get frustrated because God wants something for our life that we didn't really want, but He knows what's best. God guides, He corrects, and As we look at his word, it changes us from the inside out. So God speaks to to us through his word. For many of us, the wrong voice we turn to is that we don't go to the word, we go to the world. Instead of turning to scripture and seeing what God has to say about something, we end up looking at at other things. Like like we go and we look at um, like Google, right? You know... I've, every time I go to Google, I find that it meets my own opinions. I've ne- I've re- I rarely read articles on Google that conflict with the thoughts I've already got. But when I go to God's Word, there may be some ways that I think, and God gives me His truth, not His opinion. And when God shares His truth with me, it can change my life from the inside out. Second way that God speaks is through people. I joke from time to time, I, God has blessed me with an incredible wife. Sometimes I call her the Tory spirit because she's probably closer to Jesus than I'll ever be. And, and, and the reason why I love the fact that God brings people together and that God speaks through people is there are things that God reveals to Tory that he ain't revealed to me yet. But if I would listen to her, I would see God at work and I would hear God speaking. Sometimes we don't like what the people closest to us have to say but God put them in our lives for that reason. Scripture says that the, the wounds of a friend are, are bring healing. Like, like, yeah, it doesn't mean they didn't wound us. It doesn't mean they didn't hurt or wasn't terrible. But it was for our benefit. It's beautiful when it happens. Iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. You know that if iron is sharpening iron, you don't get that without some friction? You don't, don't kick people out of your life just because you got a little bit of friction. Friction is not indicative of something being wrong. You need people like Tori. You need godly friends. That's why we push groups. God speaks through people. I love listening to sermons and messages from other pastors. I don't think I should be the only pastor that you listen to. And, and I know some people are like, man, I love Pastor Nick. I, you know, when, when he brings in a guest speaker, I'm not so sure because I love him. You... You know, 
Fall in love with God's word and listen to other people who are opening it. If you would take 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day and listen to a message, you'd grow more spiritually in four weeks than you have in the last four years because you're hearing from God. Third way God speaks is through circumstances, right? God opens doors and he closes doors. I don't know about you, but I need to sometimes take a moment and pause and thank God for the doors that he closed in my life, for the circumstances that I went through that in the moment I didn't like it, but they shaped me, they molded me, they grew me and developed me into the man of God and the leader that I am today. We got to thank God that he speaks to us through circumstances and situations, that he's not absent in it. Some of you need to praise God for the person that you didn't marry, right? For the person where he closed that door completely. Do you feel God moving you in a different direction? God didn't cause the pain, but he can use it for sure. And the fourth way God speaks is through his spirit. Scripture says that the spirit of God would prompt us, would move us in lead us. It's that feeling like you're supposed to get involved and start serving or that there's a great job opportunity, but you're just not supposed to take it. It's that that prompting inside of you and you just randomly thought of an individual, so you pick up the phone and you give them a call and it was exactly what they needed in that day. It wasn't a random thought that you had. It was the Spirit of God speaking to you saying, hey, there's somebody that's hurting and I'm going to send you to help today. God speaks through his word, through people, through circumstances, and through his spirit. So we're going to get still before God. We're going to stop running to the wrong voices. And then number three is this. I'm going to invite God to speak. I'm going to invite God to speak. It sounds simple, right? Be still, stop running to the wrong voices, and invite God to speak. But, but really, it's, it is that simple. I, I told you God wants to speak to you. He wants to give you grace and truth and wisdom. He wants to pour out his spirit onto you. He's just waiting for the invitation. So look at what 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10 says. So the Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Why would God wait? If you keep reading 1 Samuel chapter 3, you'll see that God then reveals all of these plans to Samuel that he's going to carry out, where there was wickedness and corruption. And Samuel doesn't really know what to do with all that information, but The moment Samuel got still and he invited God to speak, God said, I've got something to tell you. I've got something to let you know about the future. I've got some things that I want to share about your current situation. And he begins to pour that out. Why would God wait for the invitation? Because God's a forcer. God's not a forcer. He's a fulfiller. The reason why God waits is that God doesn't just kick in the door and say, I'm I'm here, I'm going to do whatever I want. He waits for the invitation from you and from me. Like God, okay, so so, um, have you ever like known there was a party and just invited yourself to it? And you were like, that seems like really rude to do, right? Somebody's got a party and you were just like, I'm just going to show up anyways. Right, God doesn't do that. 
God's like, I'm waiting for the invitation, and if they invite me, I promise I'll show up. God's waiting on you and I to invite him to speak. He's got a lot to say about what we're going through, what we're experiencing, but I think most of us don't invite God to speak in our lives because we want him to agree with us rather than lead us. We, we don't invite God to speak because we know that there may be some ways that we currently live or some things that we currently do that don't align with the plans and purposes that he has for us. There may be some things that uh, we don't really want to hear God speak because he may ask us to do things that are out of our comfort zone. And we don't really want to hear God speak because there may be some sin issues in our life that we know we need to address, but don't really want to give it up just yet. But let me just tell you, when God speaks, when God shares something with you, when he calls you to do something different, when he gives you and I his word, and when we see that there's a way in our life that doesn't align with the plans that he has for us, giving it up may be painful, but it's so worth it because God knows exactly what is best for his children. If you're a parent, you know this really well because uh, the, the relationship between us and God is often depicted in this familial context that we are God's children. He is our father. And parents, you know that as your kids begin to grow up, they think that they know more than you do. They think that they are smarter than you are. They think they know what's best for their lives. But you've seen some things over the course of time. You know that there's some ways that they're doing things currently, that if they keep down that road, it's ultimately going to lead to their harm and their destruction. So you have the conversation and you want them to kind of shift their pattern of thinking and the way they're doing things, because you know that, that if they continue on this path, they may think it's right right now, but ultimately it leads to destruction, and God is the same way. That design that you've been given was completely passed down to you from God because what scripture says is when a man does what he thinks is right, that way ultimately leads to death. I come to realize I don't know what's best for my own life. That's why I desperately need to hear from God. That's why I need to get still. That's why I need to make sure I'm turning to the right voices and not the wrong ones. That's why I need to consistently invite God to speak in my life because I don't want to go the way that I think is right. I want to go moment by moment in my life being led by the Spirit of God, doing what God is calling me to do, changing the way that I live, the way that I think, the way that I conduct everything around who God has called me to be as a son of him, not out of obligation, but out of complete obedience and delight that I have the opportunity. Think about this. The creator of the universe wants to speak to you. The same God who spoke nothingness into something. The same God who picked up dust and breathed into it and created Adam is the same God that wants to say, hey, here's what I've got to say about what's going on in your life. The same creator of the heavens and the earth, the same creator of all creation wants to tell you about your current job situation. He wants to speak to you about your marriage, your family, and your kids. He wants to talk to you in the middle of your depression to give you hope 
and encouragement. We may not always like what God has to say, but at the end of the day, he's God and we're not. Last thing I've got for you is Jeremiah 29, 13. It says this. It says, when you seek me, or when you, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The, the last thing, the last reason I think that many of us uh, don't hear from God is because we seek him half-heartedly, not wholeheartedly. God is just something that we've added to our calendar. He, he's something that we just kind of pencil in for one day a week and, or one hour a week, right? COVID has done some weird things. It, it's kind of put us at home more, but it's also really revealed what we put priority in. And for, I know for a lot of people, we used to make you know a, a great priority in serving and giving back and doing all these things. And now with our Sunday, we find it hard to even find an hour to even engage with, with church online. Hey, look, when we seek God half-heartedly, don't expect to find him. Scripture is really clear. Like every detail matters. When you seek me, you will find me. When you do it with all your heart. In the event that you and I seek God with only a portion of our heart, don't expect to find him. But when we seek him wholeheartedly, you will find him. It's a promise. It's a promise for you and a promise for me that when we choose to cut through the busyness and cut through the chaos and cut through all of the circumstances and situations that we have on and get still, God will speak. When we choose to stop running to the world and we choose to start running to the word, God will speak. When we stop letting every negative person in our life influence our decision and we start trusting the people who God has placed in our life, the biblical community that he's surrounded. You can have good friends, but they're not going to be great friends if they're not pointing you to Jesus. And, and there's some people right now, like even that are watching this, that, that the reason why you're friends with the people you are is that you hope that one day they'll be one to Jesus. That's a great goal. Pray for them, but it's not going to do you any benefit if they drag you down with them. So Make sure you surround yourself with the right people. As you continue to go through life and experience hardships and circumstances, when they're tough, when they're difficult, man, know that God wants to speak to you in the middle of it. That he's not silent. He's not absent. His delays are not denies. And even when you can't see him, he's working on your behalf. God moves and speaks through his spirit. The next time you're at Food Lion or Walmart, and you feel like there's this thing inside of you that wants to pay for the person's food in front of you, the person's groceries, don't hesitate. Leap at that opportunity because the Spirit of God is prompting you. The next time you see a need in the world and you feel a, a tug to do something about it, do it. As you feel God speak to you about changing jobs and you've got great peace about relocating, even if you've been doing the same thing for 20, 30 years, I'm not saying it's comfortable, but where God wants you to be will be better than where you currently are because if he says to go and you stay, you're in disobedience. Be in tune with the voice of God. 
Do whatever you got to do to dial that radio in, to tune in. And as you do it, you're going to get more clarity in God's voice. Let me pray for you really quick. Lord, we uh, love you. Right now, I believe that there is a church of people who want to hear from you. They want to hear what you have to say, and and they want to hear you speak. So, Lord, we're asking that you would open our ears. God, that we would get still, that we would slow down so that we could hear exactly what you have to say. God, we thank you that you've given us your word. We thank you for godly people. We thank you that you speak in the middle of our circumstances. And, Lord, we thank you for your spirit that guides us and leads us. Open our ears that we might hear from you. For those of you who are watching this right now as well, know that the only way to hear from God is to first have a relationship with Jesus. Scripture says when when Jesus came that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through him. The only way that we get to hear from our Heavenly Father is by first accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Jesus came, John 3, 17, not to judge the world or condemn the world, but to save the world. No matter your messed up, jacked up circumstance or situation is that you currently call life, Jesus loved you. He died for you and he gave his life for you. And the only thing that you have to do in this moment is place your hope and trust in him. And as you accept that Jesus Christ was the full payment of your sin and you begin to follow him, God will begin to speak to you and let you know what things you need to get rid of that aren't from him. The initial invitation is to simply follow. And if you'd like to start following Jesus today, I just want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say this, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I place my hope and trust in you. Thank you for dying in my place so that I could have new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, wow, what an absolutely incredible message from Pastor Nick. And we want to celebrate with you who have made decisions to give your life to Jesus today. This is such an incredible moment. And know that we're celebrating with you, that heaven is rejoicing with you. And so we want to be able to celebrate with you. And if you'll let us know at propel.church slash online, we'd love to be able to just celebrate this moment with you. And as we continue in worship, we want to sing a song called Holy Ground. So if you will, let's just focus our hearts in and let's declare this today.
Have your way. Come and have your way. 
God, we know that it's in your name that chains fall and that fears are erased. God, we're believing that the word that you gave us today is going to make a change in our lives this week. We love you and we praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Wow, what an incredible message from Pastor Nick. Thank you so much for joining us today. We encourage you to head over to propel.church/online. There you can fill out a connect card, send a prayer request, find resources for your kids, and give safe and secure online. We're entering into week three of 21 Days of Prayer. We'd love for you to join us this Wednesday from 7 to 8 for an outdoor night gathering where we'll pray and worship together. A couple more things for the calendar. Our next outdoor night of worship will be Wednesday, September 2nd at 7 p.m. in the parking lot. We'd love to see you there where you have the option of worshiping from your car or right up front in a lawn chair. Also, go ahead and write it down right now. Propel Church's five-year celebration will be on September 20th. It's going to be a great time, and you don't want to miss it. More information will come at a later date, but go ahead and write it down now. And now I'd like to talk to you for a minute about giving. Have you ever felt like your pastor asked you to give and it just didn't make sense at the time? Have you ever felt like God's asking for your last penny? I know I have many times. And the reality of giving is that sometimes it doesn't add up, it doesn't make sense, and it can seem scary. It's even tougher when we realize that God's asking for our first 10% before everything else. We can speak from experience that there's been times that we've been afraid to give, scared that if we tithe first that we may not have enough money to pay bills or to put food on the table. But when we don't give, that's when we realize that we're missing out on God's blessings for our life. I wanted to share with you a story from 1 Kings chapter 17 about Elijah on his ministry journey. He came across a poor woman, asked her for some food and water. She was very hesitant to give him any because what she did have was all she had and she knew that the last meal was going to be for her and her family. He encouraged her to give anyways and shared with her the good news of God and that if she gave to God's ministry first, that he would bless her with the rest. I can't imagine how scared she must have been, but she still gave. She gave Elijah some food and water, gave to God's work first, and then took for herself. Sometimes giving doesn't make sense at times, but God's not asking us to make sense of it. He's asking us to trust him and to be obedient. So today I ask you, is today the day that you begin your journey of obediently giving? We want to say thank you to those of you who do partner with us financially. Your generosity is making a difference. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can visit propel.church give. We want to say thank you again for joining us today. And don't forget to stick around for the after party.